You're listening to Talking Creative, the podcast that helps voice directors, creatives, and production companies to make the most of their voice actors so they can create amazing content that everyone wants to hear. I'm Samantha Poffin, voice actor and director, and I know that directing voices can feel daunting and complicated. Where do I start? Should I just wing it? What if I say the wrong thing? I want to help you make sense of all that. If you make videos, ads, audiobooks, or anything with a voiceover, then this is the podcast for you. Ready to start talking creative? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. I'm Samantha Boffin, and I'm a voice actor and director. It's summer. Well, apparently it's summer, despite the rain falling outside my booth. And my mind is thinking holidays and taking a bit of time out. And as it happens, I am, in fact, going on holiday tomorrow. And if I'm rain dodging, which is looking increasingly likely, I am going to be visiting places. So places like castles and galleries and days out that involve discovering stuff, which has got me thinking about audio guides and voiceovers, and how important it is to get it right. (laughs) Now, a few weeks ago, I did a workshop with the Thinking Museum in Amsterdam, all about how to use your voice effectively. Now, this was with people who teach in museums and galleries and so forth, and they have the incredible job of bringing to life works of art and history and ideas, and they tell stories live to groups of people. The Thinking Museum is on a mission to make tours, museums and educational programmes more interactive and engaging, and their membership which includes educators and curators from across the globe, want to discover new ways to connect with different audiences. Now, voiceovers like me, well, we don't generally do live tours. Well, I suppose some voiceovers out there might do live tours, but generally speaking, we're booked to be the voices for pre-recorded audio and museum guides. And a bit like the Thinking Museum's quest for engagement, pre-recorded guides are becoming more and more interactive and sophisticated. They're becoming less didactic and stuffy as they were in the past, certainly when I was growing up. So time was that a museum audio guide was really quite a simple setup. It was designed to educate, inform and entertain, like all good pieces of content are. But the emphasis seemed more to be on the educate part. But in recent years, the humble audio guide has had a bit of a renaissance. In fact, the whole museum experience has transformed and the pre-recorded guide is right at the heart of it. Now, guides these days are more like a jumping-off point for visitors, inspiring them to get curious and continue their exploration of works of art or whatever they happen to be looking at, rather than provide something more definite. And so, there are lots of different ways that voices can be used in exhibitions. As I say, there are live presenters and educators who bring stories and information to life in person, in the room, with the people that they're talking to. 
and there are audio guides that you download or you pick up at the start of a tour or an exhibition, and those help you to discover and engage and move around the space. And then there are standalone elements at fixed points often in exhibitions where, I don't know, where you press the buttons or you listen on headphones in the space or you watch video walls or walk through areas that have a particular soundscape or even curated voices, real curated voices from the past, which can also be part of bringing stories to life. So there are lots of exciting and inventive ways to bring exhibitions to life using voices. And unsurprisingly, (laughs) this episode is going to be about those pre-recorded voices. The guides you pick up or download at the start of your tour, or the ones you hear on your way around it. Now, it doesn't really matter whether it's physical tech with headphones or an app on the user's phone. The way that voices are used is the same. So exactly what is a museum guide? As I say, audio guides have really changed over the years. New tech has allowed a much more sophisticated approach. So we've got different languages, high-quality sound, pictures, maps, video, interactivity and choices that you can make. There's even the space for feedback so that creators can build data on what works and what doesn't work. The world of the Museum Guide is borrowing approaches from other worlds, the worlds of apps and video games, so many guides feel much more character-led, more playful, more immersive. And some audio guides are really clever and they kick in when you arrive at the right place, but others are a little bit more manual. Some guides aren't a walkthrough, but they're elements or scenes that occur at certain points around the venue or the exhibition. They bring aspects of it to life. But whatever the approach, great audio these days is really highly achievable there is no excuse for a poor museum guide in terms of quality these days. And hopefully, this little episode will also give you some extra ideas about how to find the right voices too, and what to think about, the sort of things you need to bear in mind when you're creating really good immersive audio guides. Because at the heart of a museum guide, the voice or the voices are doing what they've always done, tell stories and bring ideas to life. Last summer on my holidays, I went to Stonehenge and I downloaded the guide as an app on my phone. It was a super simple guide. It was just a single narrator voice that talked you through the various walks and the tours that were available. It was honestly nothing fancy, but it was clear and it was really easy to use. I've used other audio guides that really put you inside an event, as if you're eavesdropping on conversations and feeling like part of the history. These days there's less didactic stuff, more conversational or walking hand in hand with someone by your side type stuff. It's all about the questions and encouraging visitors to think for themselves. And of course, There are lots of family-friendly audio guides, which have got a really fun, zippy, energetic feel to them. So, if you're working with voices to create an audio guide, what do you need to take into account? Well, as 
always, you need to think about your audience and your listeners. What will bring everything alive for them? And you need to be certain that you understand what kind of visitors are going to be picking up your guides or listening to the stuff that you've created around the venue. Now, it could be that a friendly, clear narrator is absolutely perfect and that's all you need. Or perhaps you need kings or queens or famous people. Maybe that's the way to go. But also, think about the ordinary people. The scullery maids and governesses, the bakers and the barmen, who can give different accounts of history to people. Ordinary people in extraordinary situations are brilliant at bringing stories to life and creating really relatable content. Characters that the listeners can really picture, or who are actually pictured there, right in front of them at the exhibition. Plus, there could be spaces to hear conversations and arguments, not just single-person accounts. And remember that recipes and letters, diaries and newspapers, all of these can add to the richness and texture of people's lives. And if you bring them into the mix, they can literally be lifted off the page by different voices. Now, if you're going down a simpler narrator route, what kind of guide will work best for your listeners? Do you want um, a trusted friend or an informed guide? Are they taking people on a journey or are they encouraging a more questioning approach? The combination of writing, working with the right voices is really important. So thinking about your audience and how best to serve them is such a good start. And it could be that you need to make different kinds of audio guides for different kinds of listeners. Which is all very well, I hear you cry. But is this going to be costly? Well, not necessarily. Because if you get the right voice, there are many, many highly skilled audio actors who are versatile and experienced at creating different characters. So booking a voice or voices who can create different characters is a great plan. I mentioned before that museum guides borrow techniques from the gaming industry and from the audiobook industry too. And if you know that you often create audio guides that need different kinds of character voices, building relationships with actors who can perform in this way is a great start. You'll get far more bang for your bucks if you create those relationships. Now, in any individual audio guide, it's probably worth sticking to only about four characters because otherwise it gets really confusing for the listener. Now, at the other end of the scale, there's a real art to the kind of narration where the voiceover is able to take quite dry facts and make them sound like really compelling stories. You need to be looking for voices who really appreciate and revel in storytelling. It's usually clear from the kind of work they do and what they talk about on social media and what they include in their reels. And they also need to be able to get across the duller, more prosaic parts of an audio guide. The intro, for instance, the setting up about what this particular guide is going to be covering. Or the tech help, for instance, where the volume button is and how to use it, how to move around the handheld device, or how to work the app that they've just downloaded clear instructions on how to use information in the guide and how to move around the space, it's really important that you get voices that can do this with real ease because there's often spatial information that pops up on audio guides. Stuff like, please make your way to the entrance of the ship or you need to be facing the right way 
with the archway on your left, or look closely at the main portrait in front of you as you enter the main building. That kind of stuff. Now, the skill of the narrator is to be able to create that subtle switch between the storytelling elements and the instructional elements, and for it not to jar, but for it still to be really clear and effortless. And let's not forget an elegant ending, (laughs) being clear that your listener has now reached the end of the guide and letting them know what to do now, and the subtle sell of the shop, and perhaps even future exhibitions that might be of interest. So you need to be thinking about the tone of voice, the pace of the voice, and the pitch. A more measured pace is a wonderful thing for guides, because they're giving out information, and also, of course, being able to pronounce relevant words. (laughs) That's always really useful. I mean, if you've got a guide with loads of tricky Italian painters in it, or whatever, do check that your voice can cope with that effortlessly. And it's worth mentioning here too that audio guides, of course, can be made in many different languages. And if you do create different language versions, that's brilliant because that's even better for the visitors coming to whatever exhibition you're creating it for. The voice or the voices that you use are the glue that link all the elements of the exhibition together. So it's so important that you get it right. So that's it. A whistle-stop tour all about how to find the right voiceover for your museum guide. I really hope it was useful and I really hope I'll find some lovely audio guides when I'm on holiday, wandering around castles by the sea or whatever I end up doing in the rain. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and please do follow me on LinkedIn which is where I mostly am. I'm usually chatting about something to do with the voiceover industry. So this was Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing, and I'm Samantha Boffin. And if you need any help with your audio guides in the future, you know exactly where I am. (laughs) Until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. If you enjoyed it, do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media so other people like you can get the best out of their voice actors. And don't forget, you can head over to talkingcreative.co.uk for the whole series.